friends, and welcome back to another episode of Quick Quotes. Uh, joined by my fellow co-host, the one, the only, the Coyote Kid himself, Goofy. Um, what's up, Goof? What's going on, man? I'm uh, I'm just hanging out over here, you know, watching Naruto after the last, uh, last episode. <laughs> Damn, must have been able to fit a lot of it in, too. Did you dot the bio? Did you dot the bio everywhere? I yelled it so much. Yeah, my neighbors are saying it now. <laughs> did, you, did you call your uh, parents uh, like Naruto does, or the Naruto tradition? Ama, Papa. <laughs> oh fucking, fuck, man! Fucking weebs. Yeah, stupid weebs are nerds. <laughs> oh man, I like. So yeah, weebs. Don't, don't listen to them. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I'm a weeb too. Fucking weebs. Filthy, disgusting weebs. I know it's barely. I went with uh, the other day to the uh, Bakersfield uh, comic convention, and mm. I was looking for. I got some little weeaboos uh, that hang out on Saturdays. There's some younger kids that are, uh, you know, helping out with the Pokemon community, and uh, I was trying to find like I've seen them in the past. Like they'll make like waifu booster pack cards, like or card booster packs, and I couldn't find any. The closest thing I found was these weird like packs. I don't. Mean, you might know what it is. I, I have no fucking clue. It is okay. a. Are you full? Or are you full? Are you familiar with the series called Colorful Stage? No idea what that is. Okay. Featuring. Tell me. Oh, it's featuring Hatsune Miku. Okay. Um, it's Project Sakai. I guess it's a video game or whatever from Bandai Namco. But it has mm-hmm. a bunch of like you know little waifu girls and stuff. And then this pack, you um, yeah, there's 25 different cards you can get. Um, and you get like a wafer, so you get a cookie and then a card. And I was trying to just find like these are fine, but like I have seen in the past, like you can get a booster pack of these cards that are like like fucking hentai shit dude like it has just fucking girls with big old titties and ass and shit like that um yeah. waifu sh- status too like it, and what's funny is they'll take actual real legit anime girls and they'll put them in there and i'm like how are you selling this like uh, how is nintendo not getting on you for putting one of their pokemon trainers in like a fucking weird ass pose like this you know like it's just it's weird it's weird this is by who again I don't know. That's the problem. If I knew, I'd like fucking look. You know, I'd, I'd buy the ca- the card packs for my guys. Because again, I got three of them. There's three of the kids, and then I'm gonna do that in like a Pokemon pack or something like that for Christmas. You know, just thanks for the support. One of the one of the things that uh, they do in Japan, which is pretty genius with the Pokemon packs, is uh you mentioned that they came with, it came with a wafer, right? Yes. Uh, and Japan, they put little candies in it, so they can technically sell it in the candy section, so kids can buy it interesting interesting it's a it's a very smart um a business uh, strategy because if you put candy or whatever it counts as candy whatever and then oh yeah well, kids will buy it it comes with a little piece of candy so it's just this little wrapper or whatever either chewing gum or whatever and yeah they could sell it in the candy section well yeah it's easy because you can i mean just like we did over here with the you know sports cards we put the gum in there right you're, you're buying the kid both something they can have fun with and play with maybe and a treat right like out of candy so it's like yeah, mm-hmm. all right man you know two for one you might make some more sales that way i just thought it was funny i'm like look at these little anime fucking girls on here dude <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man uh we're back uh like i said we, we talked about naruto in the last episode along with uh one mr bond mr james bond um and then uh this week's episode i you know there's a character that we both like a lot um which is uh green lantern you know the dc comic superhero the break um, man himself Mr. Not not afraid of anybody. Doesn't afraid of anybody. Um, I'm a big fan of Hal Jordan. He's probably one of my favorite ones, but I do like all the other ones. Um, Kyle Rayner for me. Yeah, I, I'm. I've become a really big fan of Jessica Cruz. She's fucking dope and she's hot too. So, you know, you get a little bit of both. Yeah. 
Um, I, I still need to read that other one that you told me, the Lone Sector one. Who is that? Oh, Far Sector. Far Sector. Far She's Sector. Cool too, actually. Yeah, you're right. Uh, what the fuck was her name? It was... Um, Man, I feel bad, dude, because I, I like her a lot. And Oh, Joe Mullane. Joe Mullane. Fuck. It took a while. It's like, all right, Roman, buy yourself some time. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. You forgot the only. Oh, I was going to say the only uh, black man entrance, but I forgot John Stewart or boy John. He's fucking. Yeah, he's kind of cool. Stewart. John Stewart's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, he killed a planet or whatever. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but uh, Far Sector. I remember you. I, I saw the poster once at your comic book store. I was like. Who is that Roman? I've been walking here so many times and I, I've been meaning to ask. <laughs> and it has just uh, her like surrounded in darkness or whatever. And you gave me a little synopsis of it. Yeah, she's it's, out um, in the far sector. Um, yeah, it's really fucking cool, dude. She's she's what giving a experimental battery or whatever that doesn't need to recharge. It, it, no, it's a experimental ring. It doesn't need a battery. That's right. So it operates outside of all that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that sounds so fucking cool because Green Lanterns have a, have the main battery, which is the was it Oa in on Oa? Oa, yeah. And they have to go back and recharge that every now and then with their own mini little lantern that has its own power source or whatever, and that recharges the ring. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But you're telling me, oh, this girl has a, a cool ass fucking ring that's super unstable. Like that's so fucking cool. I bet it explodes. Yeah. So what happens is she has to learn how to um. One, be a, a lantern, right? Mm-hmm. But all at once, she has to learn how to be a lantern and how not to use the power because it takes a while to recharge. It's like a solar battery, basically. So it's, it's really cool just to, again, on both ends of like, all right, you have to learn how to be a lantern. She had no training. They're just like, here you go. Bye. And um, and then, uh, and then yeah, she's like learning with no one to guide her. Literally, she's on her own. Far, so that was the whole point of it. She's on her own. And then... um. She had to, uh, he, she also has to learn that and she has to, how do you say, um, she has to figure out how to be a lantern and these, this new technology, basically, you know, she'll mm-hmm. be flying and then it starts kind of like spazzing out. Like it'll be like, you know, losing charge, shit like that. And it's just, it's fucking wild. It is really cool though. Like it's, it's really, really cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to one day reading that because the uh, first, like I like relantern just like you. And uh, this whole like new technology that's unfamiliar to me, I'm like, yeah, I want to, I want to check this out. Exactly, exactly, dude. It's it's fucking dope. I I, re- I recommend it if you guys haven't already. You get to see some really cool aliens too, because she's right there, basically being a mediator between three different like races of aliens living on one planet. It's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man. And then uh, you said you wanted to um, I myself will be quoting another spy franchise. Uh, very near and dear to my heart because it was hilarious. Uh, I'll be quoting from the Awesome Power series, which is um, Awesome Powers, Man of Mystery, uh, the spy who the <laughs> spy who shagged me, and Gold Member. Gold Member. Yep. So I'll I love getting to these because I, I, the the best thing that I like the most about watching any kind of media is comedy. If you can make me laugh, I'm probably gonna like your shit. Yeah, dude, it's, it's humor's fucking awesome, dude. Like, uh, I fucking yeah, you have to be able to laugh, I fuck especially because you know we talked about it in the last episode, right? There's all these cheesy one-liners. You know, it's kind of funny sometimes, a little bit comedic, a little bit cheesy. You gotta be mm-hmm. able to laugh at that stuff. You gotta be able to laugh at the gimmicks. You gotta be able to laugh at all the hokiness sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you can still enjoy it, just because you make fun of something doesn't mean you don't enjoy it. Exactly. All right, you want to kick us off? You got something, yeah. or you want me to start? 
Um, so here, uh, yeah, if you wanted to start it off this go around while I uh, pull up my uh, my Jessica Cruz quote. Okay, so um, our our main character here, Austin Powers, is uh, modeled after the previous guy, uh, James Bond, but he takes a more uh, what's the word I'm looking for satire version of to to espionage in the the mystery and espionage world, and so. Uh, one of the things that we know James Bond to do is be a, a ladies' man, you know, super handsome, sexy, whatever, built built man or whatever. Uh, our the other this guy James Bond, I mean Austin Powers, it's kind of gross. He's got a dad bod, and uh, <laughs> one of the things he says is uh, he says, uh, "So shall we shag now, or so, or should we shag later?" And then he opens up his uh, shirt. And he's got this big old nasty hairy chest. And I'm like, oh god! And and yeah, Jeez. that's that stuck with me because of the line and because of the hairy chest or whatever. You know what? The girls are into it. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna king shame. The girls are into it and they they love it. They remember. Uh, I'll I'll get to another quote, but uh, yeah, this this man is. Uh, but still, uh, to kick it off uh, again, this guy doesn't have too many deep quotes but they're funny they're a little satire no i get it dude. I, I love the austin powers too because it's such a funny idea as well is it the second so end of the first one where he gets frozen or something like that or was it the second one? uh so he um he gets frozen at the beginning of the second one he uh he, he gets uh, unfrozen right he gets thawed out doesn't he no it's uh, i think it's all in the same thing and like he gets frozen oh, okay. in that movie and thought on the second one, unless I'm misremembering. Yes, I think that's what it is. But uh, yeah, that's what happens, and he deals with the whole future shit, blah blah blah. Yeah, which again is a very good like commentary on. Again, they're they're poking fun at um at uh the silliness of like the espionage world or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and and also how dated it is, right? That we still keep making these movies <laughs> yes exactly you know? that's one so of my you're favorite just like, things oh, see, it. it is kind of it is kind of dated isn't it it's kind of goofy uh, right when you think about it, it this way uh-huh. I, I thought that was great too um <laughs> shall we check it? and it's funny too because uh again we were talking about it the other day how um how do you say uh um oh fuck we were just talking about it too it was the uh, oh the how he always gets late right James Bond fucks right mm-hmm. well, right here they're straight up showing you Austin Power fucks like yeah, he fucks <laughs> like he, and, like I said he's not he's not attractive he's got these super yellow crooked teeth or whatever because they're British and, and they don't show that mm, in the 007 movies yeah, exactly they don't have an actual British exactly. guy playing him <laughs> exactly James Bond is this beautiful white teeth the and suave perfect guy, hair. Right? And and yeah, and they they satire it to make him like oh yeah, Austin Powers who I, I believe Mike Myers is American right I, I don't want to call him out uh, but uh but I he plays he a British Scott. man <laughs> he might be Scottish I, I'm not 100 percent sure but he plays a British man and he's like well he 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 wanted to go with like extreme to the extreme with the with the gross teeth and the hairy chest and it's like oh. But but still, I I I get where you're coming from. Like, yeah, they're they're poking fun at the different things like that. No, yeah, I get it, dude. It's it's fucking awesome. I I I think I watched Goldmember in in theaters. Actually, like, I, I love those movies. They're fucking great, man. That's some of um uh Mike Myers' uh, like best fucking. Uh... Yes, I think it's <laughs> one of his best work. Uh, his one of his best franchises for sure. 
All right. So one of the quotes I want to bring up right away, cause just because of how much I, I like um, um, Jessica Cruz a lot. Again, the reason I, I, I like her a lot is not only, you know, she's a Green Lantern, obviously, and she's good looking and she's a fucking uh, Hispanic character as well. Right. Jessica Cruz, you know, a lot to relate with. But the, the biggest thing with Jessica Cruz is, you know, uh, what's the big what's the prerequisite for this uh, for being a Green Lantern goofy? You got to be brave. You got to be brave. What's braveness, though, right? Like, what being fearless? Is that being brave? So I'm going to say no, because that's the lesson that they're trying to teach you. Exactly, right? You know, bravery is, is being afraid and being able, able to overcome it, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, in order to be brave, you have to be fearful. You have to be afraid in, in initially. Um, and, uh, you know, but all these strong-willed, brave characters, and what when Jessica Cruz introduced she they she is shown to be um agoraphobic she's afraid to leave her home and they go into the origins as to why she is the way she is but she also has high social anxiety she she doesn't want to talk to anyone she's just very scared you know um and the way she's introduced is i forget what's happening it's in a justice league issue but the flash is about to get killed by some bad guys on the streets and she sees this out of her apartment and she she knows if i don't go out there and help him and hide him that uh that he's gonna die the flash is gonna die um uh barry allen's gonna die so she goes out there she saves him you know and this is kind of like the first spark of like all right you know she's gonna get a ring right um and uh you know that later on sparks like an on on again off again barry allen relationship uh romantically and stuff like that uh but it's such a crazy idea because it wasn't done before where it's like these green lanterns who are supposed to be brave fearless you know the best of the best and then they have this girl on the squad like what the fuck like mm-hmm. how did it how did she slip through um but again it just it, it's it shows you that there's a different types of fears and just like there's different types of things you can be afraid of there's different ways to be brave different ways to have willpower and the what i wanted to quote was uh it was issue 15 of greenland churns it was a series with her and um uh revolving around jessica cruz and simon boz and uh it, it's her monologuing in her head and um it shows panels she's lying in bed and what she's saying uh in her head, right? Monologuing is a. It's not. It's not. So she says, "It's not every morning, but most mornings, I fight my greatest battle. I'm a Green Lantern, a superhero somehow, and I have anxiety. I'm Jessica Cruz, the Anxiety Lantern, and getting out of bed every day is a struggle. Every morning, the same thought haunts me." I can't handle this. You know, she, she's thinking like, I can't do this. Like, I, you know, just a lot of anxiety, a lot. It, it's difficult sometimes getting out of bed, you know, as someone who, you know, combats a lot of like, uh, anxiety, social anxiety, stuff like that, you know, um, and just other stuff. It's, it's hard sometimes like just waking up and be like, all right, let's, let's get out of bed, you know? And, and, and I do it right. You know, you just have that willpower you, you go through, but it's very relatable. There's some days where it's like, you know what? If I could, I would just fucking quit and just stay in my bed all day and then try again tomorrow. And there's some of those days where it's like, yeah, just I think tomorrow is going to be the day where I just do something productive or, you know, I, mm-hmm. I have the willpower to do something. And then there's some days where like, yeah, like, fuck it, let's just sleep in, you know, like, let's just sleep in. And then but most of the days, not every day, but most of the days where I'm just like, all right, you know, it sucks. And you feel this and you just get up and you do it right. You get moving. But it's so, again, to me, it's very relatable to see a superhero, right? Somebody who's supposed to be a the best of the brave, best. you know, yeah, who's supposed to be brave and fearless and have this willpower, this determination, and then they have this anxiety, right? Like, you know, it's, it's such a it's such a struggle um, 
I to... remember you telling me this, and but you you paired it with something else. It was uh, it was related to kind of like to Naruto, where you're saying working hard is very important because you're talking about your nephew. And you're saying, oh yeah, 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 all the time. Uh, you were saying, um, you're saying to your nephew that hey, you have to work hard because there are yeah, people mm-hmm. out there that are working harder than you are. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, nothing. The thing that I would tell him is nothing stops you from working hard. You know, that's what I always try to tell him. Nothing stops you from working hard, no matter your circumstances. There are people who do have it easier, right? Like they are smarter than you in the sense of they just get it easier. They don't have to work as hard because he's got a big problem right now with reading. Like it's really hard for him to read. It takes him longer, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he um, struggles with learning. He has to, yeah. yeah he, ha- he Well, and just reading in general, he has to work harder at it. And mm-hmm. yeah, some people have it easier, but that doesn't stop from working hard. And exactly. just because someone has it easier, it doesn't mean that you don't have to work harder to keep up with them or get ahead because there's somebody who probably has it harder than you. And is it fair to them? No. Right. It's, but that's just life. Right. You know, and I tell them something as simple as getting up out of bed and going to school, you know, uh, getting dressed, getting ready, waiting for the bus to take you to school. Nothing too big for him. He does it every day, right. Every day I go Mm -hmm. to school and there's probably a kid somewhere who's in a wheelchair and has to pull himself, you know, he has to wake up at least an hour before my nephew does pull himself out of bed, get himself ready, wheel himself up to the bus stop. You know, like already his day is harder. He's had to work harder to do the same basic stuff that he has done. Exactly. And yeah, it's not fair to him. You know, it does suck that, that, that is the way it is, but that's the way it is. And he, he works harder to do what he wants to do, right. To, to get ahead, to do the stuff that needs to be done. And that's life. Nothing stops you from working hard just the other way around. Even though it was, if, if even if it was really easy for him to read, it doesn't stop him from working hard. It doesn't stop him from reading more, from reading more difficult stuff, right? Um, you know, if you're, you're you're having problems with math, you know, it doesn't stop you from working harder at it. Like, it doesn't matter if it yourself. comes easy to your heart or, or, or difficult to you. Nothing stops you from working hard. You know, you can be as talented as you want, but also work hard. You know, um, there's that old adage from uh, uh, from football, wrestling, you know, Coach Matt used to say it all the time, which was, uh, you know, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Naruto, yeah. you know, he catches up to Sasuke and, you know, going up the trees, like, he eventually advances, beats the shit out of uh, Neji and fucks his cousin, you know, like, all through hard work and perseverance, man. Yeah. Dot that bio, he dot that bio, he's gonna get that pussy, you know, like. You just gotta work hard. Exactly, work hard. <laughs> Do you have another quote from, uh, from the spy who shagged me. <laughs> well, this one comes from, I believe, should be spy who shagged me. This is coming from. So one thing I didn't go over um, the James Bond series. There's puns on the female names sometimes, and they yeah, play. Uh, they play galore. <laughs> and they, they they play on a uh, pretty hard on the on Austin Powers. Uh, there's a girl that he's he's trying to you know have sex with, but she's a she's a counter spy, and her name uh, she goes by Ivana Hump a lot. <laughs> Ivana, <laughs> and uh, in order to you know uh, to in order to you know get get into Austin Powers' head, you know she, she she's been trained or whatever. And she's like oh, I, I have to sleep with him and get him get him when he's when he's most vulnerable, you know right? When he's naked and and intimate, and whatever. That's when I get him. So uh, one of my favorite things is that when uh, when she's about to have sex with him, give me one second, I want to pull this up and quote it right. <clears throat> oh man, don't tell me I lost it. Okay, here it is. 
Uh, she opens up like like I said, he has he's big old hairy chest guy. He's got a dad bod or whatever. She rips open his uh, shirt and she goes, "Oh, oh, you're like hairy animal. You're like, <laughs> you're like hairy animal." But she says it in this Russian voice or whatever. And then Austin Powers <laughs> like, "Grr, baby, grr." <laughs> and yeah, then they do, they do the dirty or whatever, and he wins it. He wins her over with his with his amazing sexual powers. That's fucking funny. Yeah, man. I fuck it. I, I need to rewatch those movies because yeah, I remember all of these things and they're great, dude. Like it's such good um They're funny so, because if you're if you're familiar with the any kind of espionage movies like the the James Bond movies, you see that their their tropes are kind of, you know, they get a little bit re- not repetitive, but they, they're they're easy to see through. And when you see them played off on in, like in a on a satire kind of in a film you're like oh yeah that's like james bond or whatever and then it's like oh yeah it's it is kind of silly that james bond gets all the girls and whatever and it's funny that they have these funny sexual innuendo names or whatever no definitely again again when you can poke poke fun at yourself like it doesn't mean you don't like it it just means you know you're having fun with it you see it for what it is you know wake up to reality i like um, it i like it because it's a better understanding to whatever you're you're watching you can understand it on different levels on different layers that, that i think that comes a lot with writing itself if you can understand it on more than one level you're 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 getting more enjoyment out of it no i i get it i get it all right and then um I'll bring up uh, another quote, another Green Lantern related quote. Uh, one of the other lanterns, uh, he's another one, a newer one. So, Simon, or Jessica Cruz is the newest from Earth. Before her, uh, was introduced in the New Fifty Two as well. His name was Simon Boz. He's of uh, Arab descent, and uh, actually, when he's introduced, he's a uh, frame for terrorism. Actually, mm-hmm. and um, he gets the ring while he's you know locked away, and uh, he. Uh, <laughs> He becomes a Green Lantern. He has a mask and stuff like that, but he also has a gun and not just a lantern gun. Like, he has like a real gun. He has like a fucking forty-five caliber, whatever. That I think he took off a cop or he got somewhere and he carries with it all with it. He carries it with him all the time because this whole thing is you just can't tr- you can't you can never not trust some you know like he'll he'll bring he'll have it just in case you know just in case the ring falters just in case you know. You know, if worse comes to worse, you know, shit hits the fan. And also, he just doesn't completely trust the ring. He doesn't completely. He's he's very much a because of the again, like I said earlier, he was framed for terrorism, you know, especially being being a Middle Eastern in America. Um, you know, it's you. You get looked at it a certain way, you know, when, when people think terrorists, their go to is always going to be the Middle Eastern guy, especially, you know, in the post 9-11 world. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that he has to put up with that on a daily basis. And, you know, just because he has a distrust, that innate distrust, he carries a gun with him. So um, he's talking to, you know, a Green Lantern, and he says this to him. He says, you lanterns must be bright, but you're not very smart, which is great, right? You know, the lanterns, they shine, right? They're light, you know, hard light and all that stuff. He says, you lanterns might be bright, but you're not very smart, and I'll keep this for now. Thanks. Because they were trying to tell him, like, you don't need the gun. Do you have a fucking, you have the world's the universe's greatest weapon on your finger right now he goes yeah all right cool bud i'm gonna keep my gun (laughs) and again it just kind of it's subtle but it it shows you just how much um you know again he how little or uh, the insecurities he has right again everybody has their own like battles that they're fighting Mm -hmm. you know just like a cruise again with the social anxiety the gorehobe all that stuff and him you know with the trust issues everyone's got these fights that they fight internally and uh and it's cool just again to be able to relate where it's like yeah dude there's been times where it's like i just can't trust any of these people where i can't trust myself 
his fight is a little bit more it's, it's both internal and external because it's coming from it's it's coming from a place of hate where people don't like him right because of right. his race because of the history that that's that's actually befallen uh you on u.s soil it's like he can't help but feel that way right if, exactly. if he feels safer with a gun i mean you can't really blame him but it's going to put him in these tough positions or whatever and where he he is giving this strong power this green lantern ring how can he ever trust it like the world's already wronged him enough why would he trust right. someone exactly well especially when you know he's he's falsely arrested you know fal- falsely excused uh, accused of a crime by law enforcement by the police by this institution and then another one is telling him you know the space police basically like hey you're gonna join us you're gonna have this power that gives you all these you know this this weapon that gives you all these powers and he's like, I can't trust you guys. I can't trust anybody. And like Bro, you said, it's an external thing causing internal problems inside of him as well. Exactly. Right? And he's he's like, man, these guys are offs, man. I can't trust them. They're all offs, <laughs> man. I can't. I can't. You're space cops. You're the worst kind of cops. You police everything. <laughs> right. Oh, shit. It's a cheese. <laughs> it's, it's the, the fuzz. Cheese it. It's, yeah, cheese it. It's the fuzz. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, that sucks, man. Because, yeah, whenever something like that, like... I I don't know the full story behind uh what was the other Green Lantern that you just spoke about uh Jessica Cruz Jessica Cruz like I don't know her backstory or what caused her anxiety or whatever but I am familiar with Simon Boss like the yeah he the was whole, introduced at the beginning of fifty two yeah the whole thing being post nine eleven world you know he's living in New York correct uh no he's I think in Detroit some kind of big city. Yeah, he's living in Detroit because he's all into like the cars and shit like that. You know, he boosts them and all that stuff. He's like yeah. stealing cars, fucking souping them up to race them. Yeah, he does and, a lot uh, of like piston related shit too. Yeah, and he does he all this. Vehicles, and it just sucks because he's living in this post nine eleven world, and it's like, how can? It's hard for him to avoid any kind of hate because the way the media painted and everything, it's like. Everything. When again, you you internalize it, you know, like especially when you're treated like shit or you're looked at like it, it's like, all right, maybe these people don't think about it, but if they do, whatever, you know, I'm backing myself up, or or again, he's like, I have to be distrustful, I have to be tough, I have to be this and that, you know, he he internalizes all of this stuff, and again, it's not saying it's completely bad, but it's not good for you either, you know, it's not a good feeling to have that kind of uh, distrust, you know, um, and, and not just that, but that confidence in in in. The abilities he's given, right? He's like, mm-hmm. oh, at any moment this ring can go away, right? This he's distrustful because it's like you know, just like as like it was given to me, it can just be taken. Which you know, we've seen a lot of the and <laughs> a lot of the lantern related stories. Yeah, it happens. The the fucking guardians go crazy or one thing or another, and then you yeah. lose it. And he's like, I trust all this bullshit so little. I'd rather have a backup plan, right? And that's not bad. That's not a bad thing completely. But yeah, but it's not a good thing either, right? Like it's not. You do have to be either. somewhat trustful. You do have to have some trust in something. And some kind right? of higher Cause, power. Because where does that that distrust come from, right? It's all it's almost like there's inklings of fear, right? And when you have fear in you, mm-hmm. you're exactly. not gonna be completely strong. You're not gonna be completely brave, right? So you ha- you're letting it live inside you. You know that's the and, whole like the yellow impurity, right? That was parallax. Mm-hmm. That's how those, you like, get you know, parallax in you, man. Yeah, exactly, bro. You don't want to be parallax. I don't think this guy even has hair to freaking uh, put a streak <laughs> through, dude. <laughs> What if it, what if he grows a mustache and just he like, grows so. a mustache? For his eyebrow, right? One eyebrow just turns white. His his arm hair because he has short sleeves. He's like yeah. his arm hair just turns all fucking white. That that you reminds haven't... that reminds me of um, Avengers. You remember um, uh, Fury? 
uh, Fury, Nick Fury. Nick Fury, thank you. Uh, he ha- he has a little line about uh, has how his grandpa like grew up on uh, uh, some uh, streets of New York or something, and it was a really good neighborhood. And he worked really hard every day as a um, elevator. Uh, whatever, people that worked the elevator. Yeah, they worked the elevator in every day. And, like he worked hard every day or whatever. And uh, he saw every day he would walk home with a bag full of uh, tips. Uh, uh, he would have his um, lunch bag or whatever. I don't, I don't think that was Nick Fury. It was Nick Fury. It, was not, not, sure? it wasn't Nick Fury. He was telling a story about his grandfather. No, no, no I'm saying I, I'm pretty sure this story was uh, some in another movie. Because he has a gun in the bag, right? Yeah. What movie was it? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was. Um, uh, I, I swear to you, it was Avengers. Denzel. <laughs> I swear to you. I swear to you. It's Avengers. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm Avengers. remembering it wrong. <laughs> I swear to you, it's Avengers. Uh, yeah, he tells a story about like, yeah, my grandpa, the neighborhood got rougher or whatever, and every day he would carry a gun or whatever. And when people would ask him what's in the gun, what's in the bag, he would show them, and it was a bunch of money and then a gun, because he doesn't trust them. Like he he likes people. He said he said himself like, yeah, my my grandfather liked people. He liked talking to them. But he can never fully trust them. I get it. I get it, dude. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to think now. Like maybe it was. Nick it was. Fury, it was. But... I'm pretty sure it was. Um, uh, Winter Soldier, probably. I think it was Winter okay. Soldier. And it had to do with like uh, when they were building the, the, the fucking. They were building turrets in the sky that would automatically like shoot down anybody. Yeah, yeah, that's Winter Soldier. I remember that. Yeah, and, and it, it was part of the story that I was trying to say, like, hey, you, you you have to give some little trust to people. Like, well, my grandfather did that, and guess what? He did trust them, but just in case, I he had a gun. He had it on right. him, bro. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, Do you have um, a, another quote from... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, um, Awesome yeah, Powers. From, uh, awesome Powers, yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> Going back to yeah, ladies' man, right? Another another funny name is uh when he I think this is gold yeah this is gold member, he's uh he's hitting on two um Asian girls, and their names are fuck me and fuck you, <laughs> and they're twins, and um he's about to, he's about to go do the dirty with the girls, and uh as he he's going he goes to his private room or whatever and there's a TV in there. And the uh, the caretaker, the person that always uh, assigns uh, missions to James uh, to Austin Powers, his name's his name's Basil, and uh, he's about to get along with these girls, and they he appears like James, I mean James Austin, you have a mission or whatever, blah blah blah, it's like twins, Basil, twins. <laughs> yeah, that was the quote because he's just like, man, they're twins, bro. Come on, when am I gonna get a chance like this again? Twins, Basil. That's such a funny one. Oh, fuck, man. That sh- that movie is so fucking good. You know what? It would be fun if they made a show. I was going to say, like, if, if uh, they ever got uh, Mike Myers back. Imagine, like, just a Netflix season or Amazon season of just, like, a, uh, Austin Powers. Like, that should be fun. Even, I'd be, I'd be happy with just a movie coming back, dude. Like, <laughs> I, hear, they, I heard an announcement about it, but they never, I don't think they actually followed through with it. They just, like, he wanted to do it, but. I, I guess plans didn't fall through or whatever, and just like, all right. They should just do one with, uh, you know, it'll be Austin Powers still, but it's his daughter, Austin. And uh, and then it can be him trying to be like a lecherous old man while she's being like a kick-ass spy and shit. I mm-hmm. think that'd be pretty good. Well, that's always the dynamic with um with all the Austin Powers movie. It's him 
with the female co-star. She's the right. the badass, and he's always the lecherous one, but he's still good at what he does. Right, right. I think that'd be fun, though. Like, him as an old man, right? Like, playing an old man. Mm-hmm. And then kind of just showing again, like, uh, like we talk about with Austin Powers, how it's like uh, parodying, you know, the old 007 movies, you know, Austin Powers being all old and fucking, you know, decrepit, but still trying to be all lecherous, you know, just parodies like how crazy these movies were. Yeah. <laughs> I could see him throwing his back out or something and just <laughs> playing on how old he is or whatever. Right, right. And and then again, her her trying to be a badass and shit with while trying to juggle him, you know, fucking just fucking shit up and uh and again just being fucking too horny for his own good, you know, too much mojo. Yeah. Oh god, the mojo. All right, we'll get to that one. Go ahead. <laughs> so another quote, you know, I just talked about Simon Boz and his last one where he's like, you know, you guys you guys might be bright, but you're ain't you're not too smart. Um he there's another quote he has later on in the series. Um I believe it was in Green was it in Green Lanterns? I'm pretty sure, yeah. And uh it's him handing the gun off and it's him saying, It's time for me to give this up. He goes, For good. I'm a Green Lantern, my strength is will is my willpower. So again, it's more of him coming to terms with like, you know, what the power is in me. I have to overcome this, you know. I, I have to you know, I can't have one toe in, one toe out, right? I gotta I gotta be like, you know, fully committed to this. So again, it's him kind of getting over, you know, his trust issues. You know, getting over like uh, having the backup plan, right? Because it's also yeah. metaphorical in the sense of like a backup plan, like uh, maybe this Green Lantern thing won't work out. So how about we have something just in case it doesn't? Yeah, exactly. And what? Oh, I'm not sure if you're done. Go ahead. No, no, that was it. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So it's it's like um, don't half-ass anything. You always right. want to full-ass everything. Right. 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 Or again, you know, it's one of those like you just got to commit. You're gonna you're gonna have to commit, right? If this is what you want to do, you got to commit. Mm-hmm. And there are certain things that kind of let you give you, they make you feel safe in the sense of like, you know, like oh well, you know, I, I'm not going all out because I got to worry about this. So because of that, I'll, I'll do this, right? That's why a lot of these like artists or whatever they put themselves in situations where it's like you know I have to fucking succeed with this. Yeah, sink otherwise or swim. I'll never. Yeah, sink or swim. Exactly. So that's that's kind of what it is. Um, that, that's so, really tough that to cool do. Quote. That's tough to it do. Is. It's like, hard. That's why. You, that's why not not everyone does it. <laughs> uh, what was that? Remember, uh, you and both uh, both of us uh, listened to Sleepy Cast, and there was that that artist that uh, did the same thing. Remember, he got kicked out of uh, his country. Oh no, he didn't get not, get kicked, not, out, not kicked out, but he got uh, kicked out of a school. I'm sorry, the school. Um, yeah, I was just thinking about him earlier today. I forget what his name is, but he's uh, from. Um, I forget, like Sweden or whatever. Um, yeah, he because it was he calls it a, he's a shark, right? He keeps saying like just like a shark, I have to keep swimming, you know. Got to keep moving. He joined forward. the military. Yeah, he got to keep moving forward. Um, Shatman, yeah, exactly. Shatman. <laughs> yeah, Shatman. So yeah, Shatman. Uh, for those of you who don't know, is an artist on the internet. He um he had dreams of becoming a, a game developer and whatever, whatever. And his country, unfortunately, uh would fund most of it. Like they gave him an, an option to fund everything that he can do, but because he does certain types of art, that's kind of frowned upon. It, it was deemed kind of illegal and he lost everything that he, he was going to do. It wasn't and, even uh, that. Like if you listen to the podcast that they do, it's a whole bunch of irrational shit. He gets kicked out because they just don't like the content he's doing. Cause yeah. the content he was doing, is very much like horror shit, you know, or just fucked up stuff. Like it's just very, you know, demented stuff. And, don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah. But again, like it's art, like art's not 
yes, it's the way to express yourself. Whether it's yeah, it's exactly. a little bit hard to so, see or not, it, it should be accepted. But that's what they kicked them out, and uh, and then they told them you have to go to the police and you have to go turn Basically yourself say in. that yeah turn yourself in he goes for what he goes you had to go do this and that so he went and the police were like you want to what and he goes uh they i was told to come here and and say this and say like i'm a menace or whatever like just exactly. weird shit mm-hmm. it's just weird stuff but i'm just like what the fuck is this situation going on dude like it's so fucking weird it's man. so weird and he just says you know what i'm gonna join the military and then i'm gonna get out of here and go to america where things are a little bit more freer no yeah go to america and do that and uh, yeah, that sucks because like his situation was sink or swim. I'm gonna go. Exactly. I'm gonna make it work. Because yeah, if it doesn't work, I'm done. But he he made it work. He did what he can. Yeah, no, it was it was really good. Um, that was a really good one. And then yeah, again with Simon Balls, like it's it, you you learn that a lot. And it's not just Green Lanterns, right? Any of the superhero books, there's a point where they're just like, am I gonna do this? I have to commit, right? Um, you see it a lot in like uh like Spider Man, right? There was the second movie, which is based on uh, I think it was Spider Man issue fifty, which is a great book, where it's like you know Spider Man Omar is him walking away from the suit in the trash can, and he's having these identity issues, which are causing his abilities to not work properly. But he's also trying to figure out like, do I want to be Spider Man? Do I want to be Peter Parker? You know, like can I be Peter Parker if I'm Spider Man or vice versa? Right, like you know, you is keeping him from committing. So that was a big thing. He wanted to be with Mary Jane, and Spider Man was getting in the way. Hmm. Uh. Yeah. The, the whole movie was just like I can't get my web powers to work. I'm fucking following him on my face, and because I can't commit, nothing's working right. Exactly. You know, Simon Boss carrying that gun around is just showing him how how little, and not just you know, like I said it earlier with the earlier quote, it's like how little confidence he has in himself too, where he's just like you know, confidence in the in the in the ring and the power. Yeah, the 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 ring requires full commitment because if you're not committed to it and if you're not facing your fears, which his fear at this point is uh, commitment, well, <laughs> I guess you're you're fucked. You're fucked either way if you don't do what you're. You have to do what you got to do, basically. Exactly. Well, and not just that. It's like if this if it is what you want to do, then then commit, bro, and don't let anything be an excuse. So I don't know. Again, like I, I thought it was a cool moment of him just finally giving up his training wheels, basically. Yeah. Yeah. How many more quotes you got? I got a few. I, more. I got like cool. Same here. Okay. Um. So those of you who know, uh, have watched the Awesome Powers movies. Uh, Mike Myers plays a lot of parts, like a different parts of the films. He plays different yeah. characters as well. Well, he, yeah. he plays uh Doctor Evil. Doctor Evil, yeah. He plays the main antagonist to the to the main character, Awesome Powers, and uh, yeah, Doctor Evil is again another funny character, and he plays the uh, the iconic stereotypical bad guy, where his plans are convoluted, where hey, you could just shoot him and kill him. Like no, I need I need to make this crazy, I need to make a pit full of sharks and. And and then the laser's gonna cut them, cut their hands off or whatever, and they fall into the sharks. You know, right? Just crazy, just like uh, just like uh, Austin is a parody of the 007 spies. You know, uh, Doctor Evil's. I mean, this isn't his name, right? Doctor Evil, such a parody yeah. name, such you a know, parody. Uh, satirical name of uh, you know, it parodies the supervillain in these movies. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Which mm-hmm. is awesome because I feel like this is the first one I remember, but it's clearly been done again. I feel like uh, Gru from the Despicable movies you know that he that's just a kid you're version right of Dr. Evil, right you're correct him do you remember dr doofenshmirtz uh yes dr uh 
Uh, Different Smarts Evil Incorporated. incorporated. Oh, I miss it so much. <laughs> that show so was again, good. Like, I feel like it's been done, and it's always great. You know, it's always mm. such a great idea. Oh, fucking Hank Scorpio. Although Hank Scorpio was a little bit more badass. Um, for Despicable Me, though, it was more about it was about the evil thing, but it was also from the point of view of this guy's not that bad because he's he's technically a good guy more or less. But he, yeah, I get what you're saying. But yeah, Doofus is a great example too because <laughs> I fucking love that show. Fucking convoluted plants against uh, Perry the platypus. I fucking platypus. platypus. Perry the platypus. <laughs> <laughs> such a great, such a great one. But what was gonna be the quote you're bringing up, uh, Doctor Evil? Doctor Evil. So uh, you know, Doctor Evil. Like I said, he's a he's a parody of a, a super villain or whatever. And yeah. he, you know, he wants something super convoluted, something stupid, something kind of unreasonable <laughs> to have. So he says, "Are those freaking sharks?" with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. So it, <laughs> what the quote is saying is, yeah, he wanted, he wanted, first of all, he wants to kill someone with sharks, but on top of that, he wants them to have laser beams so they could shoot the fucking good guy or whatever <laughs> with this stupid convoluted plan. And obviously <laughs> they, they somehow make it work through the, the science of evil or whatever. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, because his son ends up doing it for him, right? And yeah, because he doesn't love he, he doesn't love his son because his son's not evil enough. He's just yeah, like, he's not evil, evil enough, so evil. he has to make his mini me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He makes mini me, and yeah, the son <laughs> the son ends up rising to the occasion. Freaking or whatever. sharks with freaking lasers on their heads. <laughs> oh, so good, so good. Yeah. All right. Um, another quote that I wanted to bring up. Um, so we did uh we did Jessica Cruz, we did Simon Boz. Unfortunately, as much as I like the character, John Stewart, I found in my history of reading his stories, mm-hmm. doesn't really have a lot of good quotes. I'm not gonna lie. He doesn't really have anything nope. that I find memorable, right? He's kinda kinda, you know, uh it's like it's like how you told me he's the builder, right? He, yeah. But he's simple. Everything's he's a brick. Yeah, it's like he's simple, we get stuff done. He doesn't do any fun stuff. It's always like laser beams and bubbles, you know, like it's just Mm-hmm. He's very straightforward, you know. Matter of fact, again, he's a cool character. He's got some cool storylines. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember him having any great quotes. So I'm gonna leapfrog over him to everybody's favorite jackass, um, and bring up uh, Guy Garner. And uh, <laughs> this quote comes from uh, sec- second to last. Um, yeah, I think it's the second to last uh, story arc from the Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps series that Robert Venditti wrote. Great mm-hmm. series, fucking awesome. We haven't read it, definitely recommend it. Um, but how Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. So what they did during the Rebirth era, which is book took part in, is they split up the Green Lantern. So how Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps was clearly what the title sounds like. How Jordan and the GLC. Green Lanterns, the series, that was a series that focused on uh Simon Boz and Jessica Cruz on Earth. They were not allowed to leave Earth. They had to stay there, um, keep an eye on there because how Jordan had to go to space and basically fight a war, you know? Um, and uh, it focuses a lot, you know, obviously on Hal Jordan and the Lantern Corps, but also part of the Lantern Corps is there's Hal Jordan, and then there's John Stewart, there's Guy Gardner, and then there's, um, fuck, the one you like. I forgot him already. I feel bad. Uh, Kyle Rayner. Kyle Rayner. You know, they're the four original um, uh, Earth Green Lanterns, and uh, they're always, you know, working. They work together really well. They, they're always, you know, uh, really close partners. And uh, this is a quote from Guy Gardner at the end when they're like, all right, are you sure you want to do this? It's just us four. 
you know, going in to fight, you know, the whole Green Lantern Corps is not here yet. Like, they've all been defeated. They're all tied up elsewhere. And then Guy Garner goes, there's four legs on a table, four walls in a house, and four seats in a Mustang GT. We're the four <laughs> horsemen. You don't screw with what works. <laughs> and it's such a great quote, which is fucking dope, because I think the following page, it's Kyle Rayner, because he makes a big-ass fucking mechs, right? He's always making these giant robots and shit. Yeah. So he has these mechs that he's in, he's piloting this giant green construct mech that he made and he's shooting lasers and you know whatever and then he shoots out of I think out of his chest or his arm or whatever he shoots a torpedo that's going to go into like their fortress or whatever the building they're attacking and inside the torpedo is fucking how, or not how Jordan uh, Guy Gardner. So he mm. just launched like a fucking green lantern <laughs> into the building. It's it's fucking cool, man. That was such a great series. Again, I just love that though. It was four what series on was table. that? Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Fucking awesome series, dude. Is that a, is that sold and traded back? Because I'd like to see Yeah, that. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's long been done. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, there, there's four legs on a table, four walls in a house, and four seats in a Mustang GT where the four corpsmen. So that's what, and it's cool because it has all of them on the cover. It has all of them doing the four. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it's a homage. It's a throwback to the four horsemen from uh, um, WCW, the wrestlers. Because oh, okay. okay, they would no. all hold up four, four of their fingers. You know, mm-hmm. it's the four, four horsemen, four corpsmen fucking yeah. awesome if you guys haven't uh read it definitely recommend reading that story eric um ben Diddy the- was a great writer man he he made from the rebirth era for how joining the green lantern Corps. he made because there was all these significant story arcs the first story arc was the fight um you know the green lanterns versus the sinestro Corps, where yes. the, he he convinces uh half of the sinestro Corps to basically rebel against him it was a uh, sinestro's daughter and her and the good basically the good uh sinestro Corps members Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they 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 turn around and they they, they fight off Sinestro. So yeah, good. I I remember uh, seeing a panel of that, and you just have um, it's a uh, like like you said um, uh fuck how uh the, the John Stewart is having a sniper yeah. fight between oh, no, planets. That, yeah, that's the old one. That's Sinestro Core War. No, and oh, this okay. one was how this is like the final like the final. How Jordan Sinestro fight. So okay. I don't know if you remember by this time, How Jordan had made his own ring out of pure willpower. No, I so never Sinestro got to that. has parallax in him, and they do this final fight, and they both vaporize, they both disappear, mm-hmm. you know, so they die basically. And that's the end of that first story arc, is you know they're fighting off uh, Sinestro, and then what happens is while How Jordan's gone, uh, Kyle Rayner and John Stewart and all those guys, they they basically what they do is the Sinestro core still around, and again the the. Uh, uh sinestro's daughter she um she she's the leader of the quote-unquote good or the ones that want to do good sinestro core so what they end up doing is they're like well we have to work together you know because if you're wanting to patrol the sectors you know we're also doing it as well so you know how there's usually two lanterns to a sector they start doing it where there's two lanterns and one of them's a yellow one of them's a green and um yeah really fucking cool story was dope too is a you know the only one that doesn't want to do you remember Arkillo? He's like the Sinestro Corps uh, killer wall. He's like the big monster thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he doesn't want to comply. Like, he doesn't, he's like, fuck you guys. I'll do my own shit. Well, you know who goes to shows up to try to fucking, you know, make friends with him? He's like, you're going to be my partner. It's fucking Guy Gardner. He shows up. I'm like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you, dude, <laughs> <laughs> until you're my partner. So they take the rings off and they just duke it out. It's fucking cool. Really, really good series. So he gets that begrudging respect for uh, Guy Gardner. Mm-hmm. And, what, you know, so that's the first or that's the second story arc is the Sinestro Corps. Uh, combined with the Green Lantern Corps. And then, you know, it ends with, um, because uh, Sinestro's daughter, she was in a relationship with um, Kyle Rayner. And then uh, some guy from the future comes to the past, 
and then he ends up dying and then they find out that uh that it was a uh, Kyle Rayner and uh, her her and Kyle Rayner's kid from the future that came back and he didn't tell her that because of the betrayal that you know causes them to leave then the third story arc was uh the new gods they have a little story arc with the new gods after that it was a story arc with um the kryptonians with uh, zod in them and then the the kryptonians come back story- yes yeah oh. so a really cool really cool story arc okay. um so but what, what diddy's really good about doing is he does these really cool story arcs where he wraps up the story is really badass and then the very last story arc of this run it brings it all back because he dealt with all these people because he went through all this they they all come and help him at the end because of those stories so not only the cool little stories that happen but then they also mattered in the future as well really really cool he's a really good writer he, he's really got a good eye for thinking in the future and for you like improvising in the sense of yes and he takes what the previous writer did. He's like, that is a good story, and let's do this as well. You know? That's such a good mentality. The yes and. Yeah. It's it's so good because, like, don't take, don't just take what the previous person said and just throw it away. Yeah, just use Grant it. Grant Morrison, that asshole. Do, do more. Uh, fucking, uh, what's his face? Um, Jeff Johns. I felt like he did a lot of with uh the way you're saying is like hey it all comes back in full circle when uh how jordan was going around uh with a different he was trying to get all the rings together yeah 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 and uh it it all came back because they needed they needed the full spectrum in order to fight um exactly when you when you read interviews that um what he was planning for um blackest Blackest night and all that yeah it was initially only going to be a green lantern related crossover event because mm-hmm. the DC, they saw what he was doing, everything, how popular he was, and how you know well his book sold. Like, hey, you sure you don't want to the stuff that you're building? You sure you don't want to do with the rest of the books? We'll, <laughs> we'll make them tie-ins. Like they're trying to sell more books, and he's uh-huh. like, man, I don't think that's necessary. Like my story is just going to be to the you know with this, with this. Mm-hmm. And the further it progressed, and the closer he got to Blackest Night, he's like, yeah, everything's going to be wrapped up in this. Like everything, it has to be wrapped up in this. Like mm-hmm. there's no so, way we can do this and not include the rest of the DC universe. Yeah, which again, me and you, we got into it around the same time reading books you know individual books at the time was after i think it was brightest day leading up into a uh, flashpoint and again yeah uh blackest night it really did fucking matter like it, it mattered to everything in the dc universe i i couldn't imagine that story being told without including the flash anybody that wasn't or a, anything. Well, that, that, anybody that wasn't a lantern related because mm-hmm. although they had a bunch of lantern books yeah flash anybody everybody's experienced death Batman, yeah exactly all that, that was the beautiful part of it it was like anybody who has ever experienced any kind of death it touched it touched everybody right. and which and, everybody has right you know the titans too they've, they've dealt with a few of their members dying mm-hmm. batman you know dying the robins half of them are fucking their their orphans right yeah like it, there's so much that goes into it like it's again I, it's just crazy to think that at one point he was like nah we're good like i don't need that i don't think it's necessary yeah but he still picked it up and he said you know what maybe i could do something with it and then he you know what we got we got a fucking zombie superman that's super <laughs> fucked up <laughs> oh, zombie and, Batman was cool too. Oh, fucking zombie um Aquaman with the dead shark. Oh no, no, no. You know what was worse is zombie Aquaman with the zombie little baby. Oh that was fucked up. Mir was so pissed. <laughs> oh yeah, fucking rage. She turned into a fucking rage lantern. Yeah, she was so <laughs> pissed and just threw up all over him. I know, right? Fucking women, right? <laughs> Black as night, guys. Yeah. You guys you guys gotta read it. Go. Black as night. Yeah. Cannot recommend it enough. I still like Sinestro Core War more than Blackest Night, but that's just because that was my first introduction to it. And I feel like it was a really good written story as well. Like, you can just read it concisely on its own. Yeah. Blackest Night, 
it's you can read on its own just the regular series, but it's much better when you read everything tied into it. Yes, you have the prelude, which is good, and then you have Brightest Day, which in my opinion was okay. But it was okay. It, well, but Brightest it Day that, was just the the fallout the of it. You know, it was the yeah, It was just like a, because this happened, this is happening right mm-hmm. here. We got some re- re- reborn heroes and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, repercussions and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Fucking well, uh a bunch of them came back as white lanterns, right? Like they got revived and shit. So it's like it's it's a trip, you know? Yeah, it was it was great. Fucking yeah. So I always see Black as Night like is this big ass climactic thing and it's just f- fucking cool and shit. Like that cover itself is so good, where you have Hal Jordan and the, all you have is the little glow of the green ring, and then surrounded by these zombie superheroes. It's just I, I've yeah, never yeah, seen anything issue, like it before. Yeah, it's issue two or three. I forget exactly which one it is, but it has a great cover. Yeah, I had to get that hardcover because, like, this is such a... To me, it was so iconic, I had to have it. It was like... This oh, is yeah, the- you want to be able to read it whenever you want. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I wanted... So they came out with... Um, I just couldn't afford it, especially when I'm still trying to collect all the individual issues. They did a absolute Blackest Night copy where it's a giant... hundred. No, it was a $250. was 150 bucks or 250 bucks. It was a fat-ass hardcover with everything Blackest Night in it. And I'm like, that'd be sweet to have, but I'm still trying to buy like all my, all my time, <laughs> all my times. I'm almost there. I'm probably eighty percent of the way there with the the times for yeah. Like the problem is there were so many. It, it tied in with everything you see, and there was so fucking much of it, dude. Oh my god, there was a uh, there was so many. Uh, remember those alternative covers and stuff for the single the variants? Issues? Yeah, I'm still going for those too. Those were. I remember there was one that I got that you traded with me. It was the same comic book, but it, you you got the variant which had the Flash on the throne looking like three ways at the same time oh yeah what the fuck was that yeah you're right i forgot it, about that it was i think uh green lantern core i think it was maybe, green lantern maybe core. and uh the, the original cover which uh you just wanted for collection i was like all right that's cool and you you got me that one in exchange i'm like this is better for me because i i'm a flash fan you like the flash better yeah and the, there's this cool alternative cover with the flash just super speed looking at every different way and stuff like that and it's part of the green lantern core uh series is like this is just in my opinion it was a good trade in my end and a good trade on your end <laughs> everyone was happy everybody wins <laughs> well you have another uh austin powers quote yep yep yep, yep. so this one comes from uh again dr evil and uh, this is yeah. when he's berating his uh, his son Scott because uh, he's not evil enough, right? Right. He's got, he's Seth got the, Green, right? Yeah, Seth Green. I don't like him. Um, <laughs> personally, I don't like Seth Green. Why not? I'm not gonna get into monkey it. Fucking. Uh, I'm not gonna get NFTs. into NFTs. Did he find monkey NFTs? Yeah, they got stolen. Oh. And he was just like, "Hey, can you give me back my monkey NFTs?" <laughs> <laughs> Good. I, I thought that sold. was funny. Uh, so yeah, he's berating Scott or whatever, whatever, and. Uh, he he says, um, <clears throat> "You're like Diet Coke of evil, just one cal- calorie, not evil enough." And <laughs> it, 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 it's not too much or anything, but it, it, just the uh, the pairing of the berating plus you have a minimi behind you, like talking shit or whatever, and it's just like, "Hey, you're not even close to the evil that I am." This guy over here, which is a smaller version of me, is more evil than you are. And like he says, <laughs> "You're you're diet evil, not just one calorie, not good enough." It's fucking funny, dude. So stupid, but so great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I kind of fucked everything up. Give me a sec. Um, my fuck around with my tabs. Uh, where are you? Is it this one? This one? This one? No. Oh, here it is in the podcast. I fucked up. Um. So another Green Lantern quote that I thought was great. Um. 
there's a same same series. So it's the story arc that I was talking about where they're dealing with the uh, the new gods, and um, how Jordan is trying to catch. I don't know if you guys are familiar with. Uh, I think his name is Light Ray. I think his I name was Light Ray, and he's a new god. He's he's faster than light. You know, his whole thing is he's there. The, supposed to be supposedly flashing the fast. You know, whatever bullshit they do with the new gods because the new gods are fucking gods or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think his name was Light Ray. But how Jordan's trying to catch up with him, and he's like in a jet fighter. He makes a green construct jet fighter, and he's trying to catch up with him. He's just not fast enough, you know. Like the ring, it's not able to get him close enough. He's he's like on the trail of this uh, lantern because what's happening is a uh, light ray is carrying or dra- or hauling the high father from uh, you know the new Genesis because mm-hmm. there's a uh, omega beams that are falling him. And if, if for any anybody who knows about omega beams, they don't stop until they kill whatever they were shot at. Um. So uh, it's been chasing him this whole time, and uh, how Jordan's trying to catch up to figure out what the fuck's going on, right? Like, and he's flying in this jet, and he, you know, he's got the the bottle in his hand. And he's just going, going, and it's not fast enough. He he's like, his his uh resolve is wavering a bit, and from the back you hear uh, you hear um, like a a voice, and it's his father, and he's like um. Um, and he tells him like, uh, he says something along the line, like, oh, you can use some help or whatever, you know, or whatever flying. Like, and he's thinking like, am I hallucinating? Like, um, was it my hallucinating? Cause you know, I, I just don't have oxygen. I'm used up all my, my force. Or are you really just like a weird space ghost thing? He goes, is it because we're on the trail of gods? Like, are we, we're, we're, we're smoking God fumes basically. And then he's like, I don't know, maybe I was just something you were thinking about when you were flying. And then how Jordan says this, and he says, you're always on my mind when I fly. So for those of you who aren't familiar with it, how Jordan, he's a, he was a test, um, uh, jet fighter test pilot. He would, fighter uh, pilot, yeah, uh, yeah he, he would, he would test a uh, new prototype jet fighters and stuff like that for the, the air force and whatnot. Um, in the newer series. And initially he was just a, a, a plane, you know, uh, test pilot. And, uh, they showed in the origin when Jeff Johns did it that his father died in a crash while he was flying. And, um, you know, that's why he wanted to be a pilot. And uh, they say in this book, I, I wish I can remember the, the number of the book, but uh, he, you know, he says, you're always on my mind when I fly. And then his his uh, his father's like, it's funny because you're always on my mind when I flew. And it, he had a picture. He's like, I always had a picture of my cockpit of my little, you know, whatever Mustang P-50, whatever P-40 Mustang. It was of you on my lap, and uh, he goes, I always look at it, and then he goes, and, and that was the last thing I saw, and it, it made me happy as I, you know, basically as I died, pretty much, mm-hmm. it was, was seeing you, um, and uh, yeah, man, like, uh, it's, it, he talks about, how Jordan talks about how uh, the the reason he became a pilot is, you know, um, after seeing him go down the way he did, he didn't want to be afraid, he didn't want to let the fear, um, you know, keep him from enjoying it, he's like, I was, it, they go back and forth how, like, his father's telling him, yeah, Jordan, you know, uh, um, fish have to swim and Jordans have to fly. And he's like, and uh, he's like, yeah, we're meant to fly. We, we could have been cavemen and looking up at the sky being like, how the fuck are we supposed to fly? Like, because that's what we're meant to do. And uh, just, again, a really cool moment. And just him just saying, you know, you're always on my mind when I fly. is just a really, really good quote. Mm-hmm. I remember, I forgot what issue I read, but didn't he lie about his age to join the Air Force? I don't know. Probably, yeah. Because I remember sense. either it was that or on the day of his birthday, he wo- he slept all night outside of the recruitment center. 
Oh yeah, see and that he, sounds more familiar. Yeah, and the the guy, the guy came out and he said, "What are you doing here, son? It's my 18th birthday today, and I'm here to join enlist." <laughs> and I was, that, I, that, to me, that was so like, wow, he really, really. That's what he to wants. Fly. Yeah, that's, what, that's he, what he wants. Like he was willing to forego anything else that he wanted to do. He wanted to fly, and the day of his birthday, he went out there, just slept the whole night outside of the recruitment center, and just like, I'm here to join. I'm here to do what I want to do with the rest of my life. Yeah, this is what we're going to do. There, There's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no mm-hmm. alternative, you know? And I could have sworn, he, I, was it his mom that didn't want him to do it or something like that? That's why he he just went off to do it on, on his own? Probably. It makes sense. I mean, her husband died. Like, their father, you know, died in a fucking car crash. So why, why would she be fine with him? Uh, <laughs> yeah, flying as well or whatever. And that's why I remember so fondly, or not fondly, but I remember, like, he he did, he, he basically broke the rules and just, went off on his own yep exactly exactly you got another um another austin powers quote yeah um give me one second no i got one off memory um this goes back to uh something that everybody remembers so when austin powers uh and one of the films, he gets frozen, whatever. He gets uh, frozen to be put into... He's put into cryostasis because he's being saved just in case Dr. Evil ever comes back and they he's the only <laughs> one that combat, combat him. So when that happens, before he gets uh, de, uh, defrosted, I, I guess that's the word, is somebody yeah, thought out. In, uh, yeah, thought out. Somebody breaks into his cryostasis, drills a hole into where his penis is, and takes out the <laughs> essence that makes Austin Powers himself and his mojo, his mojo. And uh, when, when he gets taken out or whatever, and he's like, Oh no, I lost my mojo. <laughs> and, and, like, that, that line is so funny because uh, throughout the whole movie, it's him like trying to battle with the, him. Like he doesn't have what makes Austin Power himself. Right. And uh, he feels like if he doesn't have it, he can't win. He can't defeat Dr. Evil. And uh, he goes to the whole movie struggling, you know, without my mojo, I can't do this. I can't even uh, gig with girls anymore because I don't have it. <laughs> and uh, uh, the, they give the mojo a physical, like, essence feel. It's like this pinkish kind of tube. Goo. Yeah. It's a goo stuff. And the Dr. Evil drinks a little bit and he gets super, like, <laughs> he gets super into it. And, like, he bangs his girlfriend like that with the... Uh, with the mojo or whatever and yeah eventually yeah he gets his mojo back he drinks it and he does his thing oh yeah so yeah the line is i I lost my mojo that's fucking ridiculous but fun i lost my mojo um another quote um you know i got one more after this one but uh there was a flashpoint series that's funny i tell people all the time you know flashpoint i think flashpoint is probably the first like you and I both got super into it. Well, not just that, but I think like we were getting Flashpoint as it came out. I think this yep. is the first series we got as it came out, right? Well, because before first, that, we we, we would just the, go in and be. It was the no, first series you, that uh, we that we didn't miss out on. Like we we were aware of the past, and we're like, this is what's coming out next. Well, one, I think you know, and they, obviously, you know, the comic shops did a good job advertising everything that was coming out. Because I think before we would just roll up to the comic shop and be like, what's been out so Mm -hmm. far but we weren't like anticipating a new one it'd be like all right how many issues are we behind on green lantern or whatever 
because I think by the time we started buying comics, like individual books, Brightest Day was already over, but there was still a bunch of Brightest Day and Blackest Night issues on the shelves. Mm -hmm. So we were like almost like a year late to that, but we were still able to find those on the shelf. So we were buying those, um, you know, the variants, the regular, were, just kind of filling in gaps. What were and they, then I like think 300 or 400 every, every uh, superhero issue was that? I don't really know. What number were they at? Like Superman was like at five hundred or something, or I I don't. Oh remember. fuck! I don't. Yeah, I don't even know. I wasn't reading Superman at the time. I was just doing the Green Lantern stuff for the most part, and that was the fourth volume of Green Lantern that Jeff Johns was doing. So they were in like in the forties, maybe fifties. Um, but yeah, I remember when Flashpoint came out. Um, you were getting the main issues right one through five, mm -hmm. and then I was getting all the tie-ins. Remember? I was getting Justice League. Um, the no, no, no. But just for Flashpoint, just yeah, for Flashpoint. Flashpoint, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because there was no Justice League for Flashpoint. It was it was just the main five issues for Flashpoint, and then there was all the tie-ins, right? Like the Batman, Gotham Knight. There was the uh, or Knight of Vengeance. There was the uh, Abensur. There was the um, Hal Jordan because you know Superman he never got the issue. ring, right? Uh, Project Superman. They did the three issues for that. It was a bunch of tie-ins, and I, I remember getting all of those, and they were pretty fucking cool. They were fun to read. Like they were it was a really cool idea, and. Uh, in the Hal Jordan book, again, because Abinster survives the crash, you know, uh, who saves him? Um, I think don't... Cyborg saves him because Cyborg kind of yes. becomes the uh, Superman equivalent in that universe, which is kind of fucking weird when you think about it. Um, He's a great leader. Yeah, it's well, dude, the, the big thing to me is, is it's just funny how Jeff Johns, as much as I love Jeff Johns, I think he kind of fumbled Cyborg. And it's funny how much he likes him because he, he, Jeff Johns put Cyborg in a lot of his projects. Mm -hmm. um, but it's funny that Cyborg got called up from the Titans to the basically first string. The big right? He's a start, you know, to be in the Justice League, just to be a taxi for them. All he does is boom tube them around. <laughs> it's so fucking sad, actually. It um, does suck. But yeah, in the in that series, you know, uh, uh, Abinster doesn't die, so Hal Jordan never gets the ring, so he remains a pilot. And I don't know if you remember during the Flashpoint. Um, I remember there was a they're at war with each other, right? The Amazons and the Atlanteans, and mm -hmm. they're basically bringing the whole world into this. Shit's falling, so they go. They're basically it gets to the point where there's all out war. Shit's going fucking nuts, and then they basically send uh, Hal, uh, Jordan. Hal Jordan to drop the green arrow nuke basically. Mm -hmm. And this is a suicide mission. He knew he wasn't coming back. And even in this universe, he's known as the man without fear, right? He's doing these very courageous deeds, you know, knowing full well that he's not coming back, you know, and this isn't the first time he's done shit like that. And, you know, he's still in love with Carol Ferris and it's, it's such a cool, cause in the second issue, um, the, he leaves behind a letter, um, for, uh, Carol Ferris and a package. Basically telling her, you know, like he loves her, this and that. And uh, the quote that I wanted to quote from how Jordan was, it's funny how the man without fear is too afraid to say I love you. And then, you know, it shows her, you know, having a, a wedding ring, like a proposal ring. And it's just like, it's it's just, it's such a good quote where she's like, it's funny how the man without fear is too afraid to say I love you. That's one thing that kind of upset me ever since um, Grant Morrison took over and all that stuff is both Jeff Johns and Robert Venditti set up how Jordan getting married with Carol Ferris, both of them. Mm -hmm. both of them and they just threw it away like they're just not doing shit with it and i'm like this this makes so much sense every time they're together like they're, it's always there and 
I don't know, man. If I was in charge of writing that shit, like I'd I'd go I'd pull the trigger on it, dude. I think it's time. Like <laughs> the the only thing was that when she turned to the what was it the what core was she part of? The what? Star Sapphire. Star Sapphires. Wasn't that diluting their brain or into thinking that no, 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 because she's able to control it. So the whole thing with the star sapphires it's a is, uh, well, not just that, though, but, like, also what it does is if you love someone, you know where they're at at all times. So you, the love has to be there. Mm-hmm. The love has to be there still. And, you know, the whole thing with Carol Ferris has always been, they they go back, even when Jeff Johns and Venditti were doing it, the whole thing with Carol Ferris is I can't just be waiting at home for you, yes. not knowing if you're going to come back alive. Exactly. You know, you, you clear every time we get close, you have to take off. You have to, you know, this and that, like, I can't do this, you know, especially cause you know how, dude, it's funny. I tell people all the time is deaths and comic me, nothing. Hal Jordan's died and come back to life in single issues in the past, like mm-hmm. multiple times. So it's like, yeah, do you just not knowing what the fuck's happening? And she knows this the whole time. Like whenever he's in danger, whenever she's going on, she knows cause the ring, cause she still has a star Sapphire ring. And it tells you, you know, when you love someone with the star Sapphires, you can instantly tra- teleport to them. You have like a, like basically like a force connection with them so she knows all the shit that's going down and she's just like fuck he's out there i can't do shit about it yeah I... so no, i just thought that was a good quote you know right you know this man without fear is too afraid to say i love you it's such mm. a good quote man it was written and in, in, like i said in, like you said i mean and the flashpoint stuff and the whole series was really well done like the whole alternatives of um of our, our superheroes like they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing like we have aquaman and uh He's emperor a, aquaman he's, a, he's an right. emperor he's a ter- ter- is he tyrannical i don't think he was yeah, well he and he's super badass too he's got like the scar across his face mm-hmm. i just like how jeff john straight up said uh, he had said in an interview beforehand he's like i can make aquaman badass yeah and he did <laughs> and then we get emperor aquaman and then remember he did the aquaman series for new 52 where he was badass in that too yeah and we have like like we said uh, it, there was a superman project where he does project la- superman he lands he, he, and they gets captured Right away, he gets put underground in a bunker, and, mm-hmm. um, and they're like, he doesn't get sunlight. Nope. He's when 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 we see him on the comic, he's what this scrawny, tall dude. Yeah, ema- emaciated. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, if you read the Project Superman tie-ins, because again, I had all the tie-ins, they're pretty freaking interesting. Yeah, and the tie-ins it shows the origins and it shows the history, which is kind of cool because they bring in Lionel Luthor which wasn't really done in the past. Like he was, isn't really in comics. He's a Smallville character that got brought into the comics eventually. Mm. And what happens is a uh, land uh, Lex, he doesn't exist in this universe because Lionel basically killed him. Um, oh. What had happened is Lionel went down with his kid to go see what's up with uh, Superman, right? With, with Kal-El, you know, after he landed, he's like, what the fuck is this? You know, asking the scientists what's going on, you know, and then there's crypto there. Um, you know, the, the super dog, dog right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he uh Lionel does something to go to the dog or whatever, or the dog just goes to defend uh Kal-El, says defend Superman, and Lionel throws Lex in the way and yes. the dog kills Lex. So later on in the in the books, or actually previously, because I think the Titans came out afterwards, uh, after the issues where you see Five Superman, but in the labs you see the floating bones of a dog. So it shows that they killed the dog eventually. Yeah, they had to because it's too hard to control or whatever. Yeah, um, but and then during the times they show uh Lois Lane goes as a little yes. kid with with uh with General Lane and that's where he gets like a she they build some of type a, of a relationship. She she's part of the head. the head of the resistance. Yes, yes, exactly. And uh, yeah, I remember that issue. Yeah, she's there with her father, and it's just it's so weird. Uh, the other times were great too, uh, like the the Batman one, the the 
the Night the of Switch. Vengeance. Yeah, the switch of what if Super? I mean, Batman died instead of his parents. Yeah, what if Bruce Wayne died and then uh, his parents, you know, fucking break and go nuts? One yeah. of them becomes Batman, the other one becomes a Joker. Exactly, and uh, I like the idea of uh, Two Face. It's not a there's a Harvey Dent, but um, the duality comes in. He has twins. <laughs> yeah, he has twins, right? Yeah, that was such a cool series. I think they have what whatever the fuck her name was, you know, the Harley Quinn equivalent of that universe. Mm-hmm. And then fucking Thomas Wayne throws her off a roof. Yeah, he didn't care. He's like, I'm <laughs> he gonna kill go everybody. If you're a bad guy, I'm going to kill you. I have a gun. Time to die. And I'm a doctor. <laughs> oh man. So uh you got any more quotes for uh, Austin Powers? I, I got, got I got one last one. I got my last one too. Uh, so like we're saying, uh, Mike Myers, he plays all these different roles in, uh, his awesome power movies. He plays a guy called fat bastard, which, fat is a, bastard. which is a big fat Scottish man who just loves to eat. Like he's willing to do lots of things just to eat something. He was willing to kill awesome powers to eat mini me. Um, <laughs> and, uh, one of the quotes I, and I didn't I didn't see this coming from from the movie because <laughs> would you ever expect the movie to be a little bit heartfelt or whatever from a comedy? movie? Yeah, yeah. There's a quote where he says, um, uh, I eat because I'm sad and I'm sad because I eat. And, yeah. and it's so no, sad because like, I'm watching this fat man. And I'm supposed to be laughing at him. But he says this, this really heartfelt quote where he's like, right, he's, he's sad, he's depressed moment. and he, he wants he wants to be loved or whatever. But he's super sad about being his weight. But his weight keeps him from keeps him eating, keeps him eating and eating more. So it's just this big ass depressing. Yeah, what, what was cycle. the quote? He's like, uh, he goes, uh, what was it? I was, I'm sad because I'm fat. No, he goes, I'm fat because I eat, and I'm eat because I'm sad, or yeah, something like that. Saying. Like, yeah, that's the quote I'm saying. I I just probably said it wrong, and uh, yeah, that's that's the whole thing. Is like he's so sad and depressing or whatever. But then again, after that, he's just he's just bullshitting or whatever. It's just a lie to, to to trick Austin Powers and shit. Right, Laura's Garden. Yeah, but it was still a good line because I I felt bad for that moment. I was like, holy shit, this guy is fat, and we've been laughing at him this whole movie, but he feels bad about it. No, I get it, dude. That that was a very like yeah, like you said, it's a very heartfelt, very vulnerable. I get it, man. I'm I'm there too, dude. I'm a fucking fat slob right now too, man. I'm sad because I'm fat, and I'm fat because I eat, and I eat because I'm sad. You know, like it just fills I, the void, dude. I don't. I remember. I forgot what I was listening to, or I was listening to something where um addictions are bad, right? Everybody has like a right. some kind of addiction, like but but the thing about addictions, like if let's say you're an alcoholic. You could just cut that out, right? Just cut it out, right. cut, go, 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 go cold turkey. But when it comes to food, you can't really stop eating because you always have to eat. So it's hard right. It's hard to break that kind of habit, that kind of addiction. If you're addicted to eating kind of like foods, it's kind of a hard thing to do. And it kind of sucks because people are still trapped in this in this cycle. When it comes to, like to alcohol or gambling, you could cut it out straight out and find a way to make it work. But when it comes to food, you always have to eat. Or else we die. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You need the you need the fuel. You need the calories. You need this. Mm. And yeah, you can't just be like, all right, I'm done. It's very much a, a discipline thing, you know. Like it's one of those like, yeah, I, I like to eat, but uh, I I gotta eat good food and I gotta eat in moderation. And and it's hard, man. When food is good, you want to eat more of it, you know. When you eat more, like you're just a fat ass and you want to eat more and more mm. and more, dude. Like again, I'm I'm 
near the heaviest I've been in my life right now. You know, I, I dropped 20 pounds, gained back 15 kind of thing. And, uh, and it's hard, man. And most of it comes from the, uh, the food, like the discipline of, of eating and shit. And yeah. Feelings go into it a lot too. Cause you feel good when you eat. Dude, mm-hmm. And once no, you're I, done, you what, feel horrible. Yeah. What I messaged you, you know, when, uh, when I got, I was like, Hey, I'm, I just got home. I'm going to eat. And then, uh, and then we'll record. Mm-hmm. And, uh, bro, I just took two fucking quarter pounders. I ate a half pound basically of McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I ate a half pounder, um, from McDonald's cause you know, it fucking tastes good and I want to eat it. And, you know, dude, again, I thought you were going to say this quote when it came to fat bastard, you know, I think it's a good missed one, which was get in my belly. You know, you get see this shit, you're like, belly. get in my belly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, last quote for a Green Lantern, and uh, anyone who's a Green Lantern fan should know this one. It's the uh, Green Lantern Oath. What's the Green Lantern Oath, Goofy? Come on. And black is the... <clears throat> nope. And I already brightest, fucked and, up. And I'll bri- do it. No, no, no. And brightest day. <laughs> no, no, no. And blackest night. You do the second part. Come on. Oh, okay. No evil shall escape my sight. <laughs> You're not going to finish it? Oh, I got to finish it? Finish the whole All thing. Right. No, well, let's, start, let's start thing? over. Let's start over now. And brightest day. So, no, 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 no. Hey, hold on. We'll, we'll alternate the words. Wait, what? No, that's not what we agreed on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Okay. So, so I'll start it off in. in. Going, you want, okay, in. Okay, so I'll, you go ahead. In. Brightest. Day. In. Blackest. Night. <laughs> all right now let's listen let's just so okay. in brightest day in blackest night no evil shall escape my sight let those oh, who worship evils might beware my power green lantern's light yeah. um so yeah that's the the oath right and uh w- what's the point of the oath goof oh so the oath is no matter to me to me i don't know what the oath means no no, to no, no. like w- w- in the comics when it's when it's displayed why do they say the oath what what is it what what is the reason that they have to say it uh it's isn't it to display bravery no it's to charge up their uh well yes but they have to show bravery that they are worthy of it no and, no no no, no. They're, their... they're... so ahead. as they're charging it up the reason they say it is their their it's their mantra right it's another form of like meditation mm-hmm. but you're also saying this oath it's, it's in the word right green lantern oath you're making this oath that no matter what the situation, you know, you're gonna you're gonna fight evil, like you know, in brightest day and blackest night. No matter if it's you know you can see or not, you know, no evil shall escape your sight. And uh, for anybody who you know is looking to be evil, motherfucker, you know, little treacherous little bitch, uh, they're gonna catch some of this fucking Green Lantern's light, you know. Come catch these green hands. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> literally, yeah. Come catch these green fucking boxing gloves, bro. Um <laughs> uh, but no uh, you know uh, like you're saying there's definitely different um interpretations to it because to me interpretations it, to it as well yeah it's it's showing bravery that this this is what the oath means to me I'm going to be brave and that that's what allows me to charge my ring back up because if I show any kind of weakness to it it's not going to accept me as a user Yeah definitely I mean you're making the oath that mm-hmm. that you will be brave that you will um uphold what it means yeah. to be a green lantern exactly that's the gig right that's the job mm-hmm. if you can't do it on to the next um another another passed up quote from uh from austin powers goof i'm surprised he didn't say is a uh, is um when he busts out his mini me what does he say i shall call him mini me <laughs> i shall call him 
Meeny me. I, I, there were too many of them. That, like there, there was is a, a lot of them. There was just like too like all right. There's a uh, fat bastard it? one where he's like, I want my baby back, baby back, baby, baby, baby back, baby back, baby back. Baby back, baby back. <laughs> like there's so many of those like a fat bastard there's the one with his pinky to his mouth one million dollars like he's in the future he still asks for a million dollars and everybody's just laughing at him like what the fuck that's nothing right now and then there's um (laughs) i didn't say the gold members line like i love gold (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's a lot i just kind of Fuck, I, I know. Yeah, I it's hard fit. fitting it all in there. That's how it was with the Naruto episode too. It's like there's so much of it, but you know what? It leaves at least for shit like Naruto. It leaves enough room for like yeah, go experience it. Whoever's listening, yeah, to this, or, go watch it. Or not just that. Further episodes, you know. In a year from now, I might want to do another Naruto episode. You know, that too. Like, I'll just pull some other quotes. Same thing with Star Wars. There's so many Star Wars quotes that I'm like, these are fucking awesome, but I have to. Yeah, I have to. You know, limit it. You know, I can't just talk on forever and ever. A little you know? bit, pace it a little bit. We'll come back to exactly. it later, maybe. Exactly. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll uh, we'll wrap this episode up with one final Green Lantern related quote, which is mine. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. If you guys have any questions, um, any suggestions, uh, yeah, just let us know. You can hit us up at uh, Weaving Words Podcast uh, Gmail dot com, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all Weaving Words Podcast. Um, if there's any series you think we should look into, any books, any movies, video games, whatever it is, that just has a, a good amount of, you know, good quotes where you're just like, yeah, I remember all these lines or, you know, it's pretty neat. You have the Let Hooligan know, Squad, man. right? The Discord? Yeah, Hooli- Hooligan Squad Discord server, you're right. Thank you for reminding me, Good. Put it on there. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Join up and then, uh, yeah, you know, uh, give up some recommendations and whatnot. Um, but yeah, until next time, mine, 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 mine. Mine. <laughs> I'll give you a <laughs>